0: Gentlemen, I'm Justin Perkins. This is Talk Junkie, and today we're going to cover some random topics that kind of link together somewhat, just two little things I wanted to talk about. Um, You know, there's some sayings out there. Uh, Don't judge a book by its cover. Um, Dress for what you want to be. Um, Some people are the best of us. Things of that nature. Uh, Two main topics. The first one I'm going to look at is these people that are the best of us in a time like this, in a time like we're in, a lot of times the worst of things and the worst of people get the most attention. Um, I don't know why, but that's just how media and social media and a lot of people are geared. It's let's find the worst. Um, you know, this is a very trying time, a very scary time, and a very upsetting time for a lot of people. And we can look at. The spring breaker kids in Florida who just had no regard for anyone else um, and just didn't care, and and put a lot of people at risk by their actions, or we can look at the healthcare workers instead, who are literally fighting this on the front line. You know, people say phrases like that often on the front line and fighting and combat, you know, and, and then people will say, well, you know, uh, they're not really soldiers, you know. There's there's not really a war going on, you know. I mean, uh, it's not like they're getting shot at. No. You can see a bullet coming at you. You can see a lot of those things coming at you, and that's scary, and I can't imagine that, and I have the utmost respect for those veterans, but I think those veterans would agree a war like this to where you can't see this thing that's coming after you, and you know the chances of getting sick and possibly the chances of getting so ill that you die are very good when you're around it all day, every day, when actually it's literally your line of work is the only defense against it. That's a scary outlook. And, you know, these hospitals are still full of workers. They're still full of nurses and RNs and doctors and people who are actually putting their life on the line to save us. See, that's that's what we do as people. It's easy to down people. It's easy to down the United States and go, well, man, I don't like what the U.S. does this, and I don't like when the U.S. does that, and I don't like this, and, and, you know, people shouldn't do that. But we don't really look at how we actually respond. Our government has proven to be fairly inept in the beginning of this, and our federal government finally called up, but they definitely set us back. The White House put us behind in this endeavor and did not react well. And we could focus on that. But if instead we look at what some of the state leaders are doing, what they're doing is being very proactive and being very beneficial. People want to say, well, man, uh, you know, the United States has the highest rate of uh, infection, blah, blah. Italy has 60-some million people, I think it was. I can't remember. Basically, Italy is a little bit bigger in California, the state of California, with about the population of California, plus I don't remember what it was, maybe a Kentucky and a Florida, I don't We're 50 really good-sized countries. Well, we're 40-some really good-sized countries and a couple small countries. Basically, all rolled into one large country. So what they've been able to do with our population... In our size Australia is a freestanding body a, a continent it, it, it's the size of the contiguous United States that's not counting Hawaii and Alaska if you had in Hawaii and Alaska we are larger as a country than that continent but they have roughly the population of California actually of Los Angeles in their country I think in regards to how we perform as a, a country, a lot of other people, including ourselves, don't give us the credit for the size of our country and and you know just how that impacts our abilities um, or at least how that reflects uh, in the numbers when when comparing us to other places. But I think when you look at the sheer size. Uh, of our country and and how we we really performed in total with this. Now that's giving no credit to the White House and and I'm I'm not one of those people that sit on here and harp about a president nonstop or something like that. I don't I don't like any of them. I don't like Politicians in general, but I do believe uh, many of the leaders, even the governors, have stepped up and done a good job. Now there are still some some people out there that are just asinine and, and they've made poor decisions, but as a whole. It's done good, and people as a whole have done good. People are afraid of of overreaching governments. You know, I'm afraid of that. Now, when you say martial law, that does scare me. When you say mandatory uh, lockdowns and shutdowns, that does scare me. It sets a precedent, and I don't like that precedent. But it doesn't mean just because I don't like it that I'm not willing to do it or that I don't think we should do it. But I think that's what makes Americans Americans. But I think if if we wanted to sit and look at how our president handled this in the first couple weeks or if we wanted to sit and look at, um, you know, the number of cases we have, if we do that without looking at how the country as a whole has handled this and comparing us rationally, uh, number-wise, you know, we can't compare ourselves to China. China's not going to tell the truth. Nobody knows what happened in China or how many people they did or didn't have. Um, But we we can look at places like Italy, people that we can trust. And, you know, if you look at all these countries sending aid, I've heard that Russia sent aid, you know. A lot of countries are sending aid. China is sending aid to some countries, you know. I would be hesitant about that if I was those countries, but they are sending it. If we look at those things, then then we see the value in, in, in kind of what we're able to do as a country. And we see the good. You know, we see the best of us. When we see Elon Musk say, okay, I'm ready to do what I have to do. I'm ready to to help. When we see, you know, people always want to talk about people with lots of money, myself included. Like, a lot of them can be very selfish. You know, you've got uh, athletes and stuff now offering to pay um, salaries for for people who, who work at these arenas. Well, first of all, these arenas make millions of dollars and they should be doing it. And the athletes should be donating to make money. They're getting paid massive amounts of money to do a child's game that um, it's is actually a poor reflection on us as people that they are famous and get paid to do that. But we have these medical workers that are not making money on that level yet They're the ones that are saving our lives. And in wartime, we have soldiers that make no money, and they're the ones that save our lives. And we have police that make no money. But that's a negative part of us when we look at the good in us, that there are people making that effort to do those things. Um, The the students from MIT who developed the cheaper version of... uh, Was it it the respirator? Not the respirator. the uh, Mind blank. Anyway... And wanted no credit and wanted no money. They just they just wanted to get it out there to help people. You know, Bill Gates has donated a lot of money. Like a lot of people are stepping forward because the best of us, I feel, truly shine in situations like this in small communities. You hear a lot about people helping people. There's always going to be the negative, there's always going to be the bad. There's always going to be the people that we wish there were less of. But there's much less of them than they are the good. It's just a matter of looking for the good instead of always looking for the bad. I think the problem is we often look to our leaders and we look at it through the media. And the media are bad and our leaders are bad and a lot of our corporations are bad and and we see them first. But when we look at it in depth, most people are good. I really believe that. And I believe in times like this, those good people shine. And it puts a value, hopefully it'll put a long-term value. You know, our country's making it without the NFL. Our country's making it without the NBA. Our country's making it without NASCAR. I don't know if more redneck turned people are okay, but the rest of the country's making it. I mean, we're making it without a lot of things. Even music, and I love music more than anything in this world, but we're making it without music. Would life be boring and dull without art? Of course it would. We could make it. And those artists are doing great things to help other people. Uh, There's a local artist who started a coloring page for kids and stuff like that. Uh, Her name's Lacey Hale. Uh, You can find her, I think it's Art by Lacey Hale on Facebook. But she's a tremendous artist. She's had stuff displayed in New York, all over the place. Uh, She's got an Etsy shop. She owns, her and her husband own Roundabout Music in, in Whitesburg. They sell art out of there. Um, But the the best of us shine through. I mean, I feel that that's always the case. And I think it proves to us that we can never judge a book by its cover. I think times like this bring out the real in people. Some people aren't forced to act. Some people aren't called to act. Some people don't have a situation in which it's pertinent for them to react. Some people People we may have thought we didn't have a value for as a society, which is a sad thing to say, but some people feel that way about others. And in situations like this, you may feel that those others, you may see that they have much more value maybe in society than you do. Um, You know, you imagine these, these nursing home workers, you know, they're in a situation where their patient's it would have to hurt to lose a patient at any time, I would think. You know, you have to get attached to these people. Their, their patients are the most susceptible, which also puts them on the end. Even if they are young, look, I don't want to get this if I'm young. I, I, I've seen young people get it and it wreck them. i seen young people get it and they're okay. You know, there's been some athletes get it and it wreck them. Um, but, you know, that, that must be a stressful situation to be in. You wouldn't want to bring it in on somebody. You don't want to get it yourself. You don't want to see your patients, you know, you don't want to lose patients, see them pass away. I mean, those people, they have to shine in a situation like this, not because they want to, but because they're required to. But they're able to because that's the type of people they are. Some won't shine. Some doctors won't shine. Dr. Drew hasn't shined uh Moron put some bad information out that I got to hold of, but I you know even before that i told myself in a situation like this, doctors are a lot like mechanics in the way that they diagnose things and look at things. They're not necessarily experts. Everybody can't be an expert on everything. You know, it's often better to look at infectious disease doctors or scientists or research scientists, specialists, people who are more involved in infectious diseases and viruses and things of that nature than to expect your everyday general practitioner to have all the answers. I mean, he has to have such a wide knowledge that it's not often a deep knowledge in a lot of things. So, you know, that's that judging a book by its cover thing. Main thing is, throughout your day, like it's it's easy to get down because it is scary. It is. Like there's no point in sitting in line. Like I'm scared. I've got a young son that's autistic who doesn't take oral medicines at all. It's it's rectal or IV and there's no way he could stand to be away from us. What if he got sick? You know, He had the flu once, and that was an automatic hospital stay. If he gets sick to his stomach starts throwing up, he may quit eating. He only eats, really, at this point, we're down to three foods. Popcorn from IGA. He can smell it and tell you if it's a different brand, and he doesn't want it, if it is. Puffcorn, which he barely eats. And French fries from Hyman Dairy Queen. What if they completely shut Hyman Dairy Queen down? He's going to be living off of, um, when he will drink, he doesn't like them, but we can get them down him the um, vitamin drinks, the the PediaSure. He would be down to popcorn and PediaSure. You know, if he got sick and threw up once, that may trigger him to stop eating. So he would have to be, you know, either on an IV or on a, you know, he's done it before. Where he's not drank and not eaten, they've had to put him on an IV and, and you know, it could get to the point that he'd have to have a, a feeding tube. You know, so I do worry about him. Of course, he's young, he may not get it. You know, I worry about my mother. My mother works in the medical field. Uh, she's already had pneumonia once this year, you know, and so have I, but I'm much younger than her. You know, I worry about her. I, I worry about my wife and other people in my family because they, you know, they hit some of these, you know, the father-in-law's diabetic, you know, people that are overweight, people with high blood pressure. Like My wife, I think maybe my sister-in-law and my father-in-law have all have high blood pressure, you know. I worry about my dad because he's not afraid of anything and I don't know if he, you know, worry about my Mamaw Minnie because, you know, Mamaw's old and, and, you know, something like that would wipe her out. And I worry about my wife's grandparents and I, I worry about my stepdad's grandparents. And I worry about my stepmom, my mamma Brenda, her her mom. Uh, because, you know, she's an older lady. She's not that old, but she's an older lady, you know. I mean, I worry about a lot of people. I worry about my daughter because she doesn't have the sense to listen to me. And, you know, she's 21. I can't do anything about it. Um, she's one of the kids, people that are, quote, part of the problem, you know. Um, she had been in Florida. Uh, she's in Nashville currently. Uh, you know, it, it's, you know, and she doesn't see a threat. I worry about all those people. And it's scary, and you get scary, and you get bummed out, and you look at it and you go, man, you know, what's going to happen? What if the economy doesn't bounce back? Everybody's like, you know, that should be the last thing on your mind. Well, no, what if it doesn't? Because as rigged and crooked as it can be sometimes things could get a lot harder and a lot worse for us and everyone we love if it didn't. You know, I'm not not saying put the economy over people's lives. That's what a greedy politician would do. I'm just saying that's scary as well. It's scary that this thing will probably be back in the fall. scary that this will probably last all year. If I want to be selfish about it, it's extremely scary that this is the first time Rage Against the Machines toured in almost 20 years. (laughs) And I had tickets. That's being selfish and that's ridiculous. But you know, it is it is a scary situation. And the only way for me to not be constantly worried and my nerves eat up and start getting, I don't ever want to have panic attacks again. My heart goes out to anybody that has those. You know, I don't want that to ever happen to me again. I wish it never happened to anybody. But one good way to fight that and one good way to fight the fear and fight the worry is to say it and find something good every day. Some story, something that shows me humanity's worth saving. That the only reason the earth's not been able to completely wipe us out, or that disease hasn't completely taken us out, or that, look at how fragile and weakly designed we are. We're not made for survival. We're made to think. And you can think yourself into so much survival. But I really believe compassion can result in just as much or more survival than strength. So be compassionate. Be good to people. Think good thoughts about people. And appreciate those who shine in bad moments. But be understanding of those who fold. Because it means that they were weaker and they needed those people that shined. You may be one of those people that fold. I may be one of those people that fold. There's been times when I've had to step up and do things because they needed to be done, and I've done them. There's been times when I couldn't step up and other people had to, when my wife had to step up or my mother or my father, when somebody else had to step up, and I folded. And in folding, there's shame and there's guilt and there's sorrow, but in seeing the amount of selflessness it takes for someone else to step up, there's joy and happiness. So, you know, saying dress for what you want to be, dress for the job you want, that somewhat pertains to this. Wear the mindset that you want. If you wear the mindset of fear and sadness and dread and hopelessness, then you're going to have fear and sadness and dread and you're going to be helpless. But if you can find a way to wear the mindset of optimism and positivity and a good outlook, I know it sounds so corny and so stupid, just try it. What have you got to lose? I mean, anyway, but it's something to think about if nothing else. I'm not going to take up any more of your time. Uh, I'm not getting to record these as much as I want to right now, but uh, I've got some back catalog and I'm going to kind of try to Release them at strategic times. Keep downloading, keep sharing. My downloads went up a lot last week. So I had to do something right. I'm going to, have to go figure out what that is. Please interact with me. It's so much easier if I know what you're listening to. I mean, there's certain people, Brandon, Richard, Mandy, there's people that constantly reach out and go, hey, this, uh, uh, Brian Hall, um, Bob, if you will. Um, there, there's people constantly reaching out and doing that. Tyler, I, I've started, you know... Uh, I know that he listens, but it, it's fun for me to do these, but I like the interaction, and I am, I've got uh, Brian, a friend of mine, Brian, who's really wanting to come on, I'd like to have Brad and, or Richard and, and Brandon on here, there's a lot of people I'd like to have on here, my friend Joey, um, but it's, it's just a matter of how I do it and and where I'm able to do it. And the app I'm using, there's, I'll be honest with you, I'm using Spreaker. There's talks, I've been thinking about switching to Anchor. There's so many parts of the Anchor app I don't like. I have another podcast I'm doing with a friend It's going to be a two-person podcast. And we recorded our first episode on Anchor and due to the connection, and that'll be the one place I can record is where I was recording at and due to the connection. I mean, the audio was unusable, so I don't know. Uh, with this setup I've got right now, I need to be at home with good connection with a laptop and use, I uh, can't remember the app, but anyway, I don't have that ability right now. But uh, thank you all. Keep listening. Go to all those places I usually utility, Go to. Don't suck. Don't die. Loner.